What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? What's the vibe? Leslie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How's everybody else feeling? How are you? I'm good. No. It's a hot ass day, B. It's a hot day. It's a hot day in the Bay, you guys. I swear. It hasn't even been like hot like this during like actual summertime. It's always September when it I know. hits. I'm feeling like a grilled cheese right now. Like <laughs> just <Yeah>. grilling. <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's your girl Leslie. Last week's episode was about dating. All the do's and don'ts on dates, the weirdest dates we've been on. And how it's been a little bit of a dry season during quarantine. Am I right? We're all hanging in there. So tune into last week's episode. It's all about dating. You're listening to The Plot Twist. Let's go into our open vent today. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's vent a little bit about something. What's on your guys' mind? Because we always we always got something on our, on our mind in The Plot Twist in the Plot Twist headquarters. You know, we always got something um, going on. But I wanted to start off with with an open vent about roommates. <laughs> roommates are interesting. And um, Leslie, luckily your roommates are family. So, you know, it's a little... Yeah, they're family. But, you know, sometimes it's really hard to find your own space. Like, I think that a roommate's a roommate's a roommate. You know, like, whether you live with your family or not, I think that eventually as you get older, you yeah. come to find out that you do need your own space sometimes, you know, and you don't... You don't work the same as everybody else works and you're all different and there's different personalities. Everybody does things differently. And sometimes it's not specifically the way that you would like things to be done. Right. So it gets complicated. That's the hardest part, like understanding that. Yeah. But what I wanted to say about roommates is that, um, you know, I have learned so much from having so many different roommates in my life. But what I can say is that these last roommates are like literally the straw on the camel's back because <laughs> all right so yeah so let me let me tell you guys a little bit about my uh about my roommate situation so i uh i rent a room because I'm from a family it's a very cheap situation that i found so i think that i'm very blessed for that for being able to come through with something so cost effective but I didn't mentally prepare myself for it because I did tell myself there's going to be a cost. Like, you know, there's going to be the pros and the cons to it. It's moving out, saving money. You know, you're going to be getting what you pay for pretty much. But for sure. it's just been so much with these people. It's like they let their dog like shit in the fucking hallway at night. And we have like a wooden floor. So it really isn't that bad. But I'm like, yo, like take care of this fucking situation. This dog is this dog is not a puppy anymore. Well, kind of is, but still, like, train you know. Train your dog. Right, train your dog. Yeah, home training across the board because the kids are something else, too. But, you know, <laughs> kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. So they have a little, they're a little bit, like, not as, you know, I don't really be tripping off of them as sure. much. But they do, like, jump up around the whole house at, like, 11 at night. Hello, Rowdy. 11, 12. Yeah, hello, Rowdy. So the person that gave you this room or, like, gave you this opportunity, they didn't give you a heads up. Like, she... Did, but she did it because this was pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, right. really she wasn't there all the time. Like she was, yeah, she was one of my coworkers. So she'd always be at work. And if she was there during the day, like everyone else would be gone. Because we had a different schedule. Sure. We worked like four to like midnight. Sure. So when you come home, it's late and you could do whatever. And you know, that's what I loved about my schedule. 
that I used to have was because even in my other place that I lived in prior to this, I felt like the whole house was to myself because mm-hmm. I would wake up like at eight or nine and everyone was already out the house. I wouldn't have to leave the house until like two, even on school days. Um, and when I'd come back, everybody would be asleep. And so I could chill too. So it's like, I really didn't see my roommates much. But now that it's COVID, the, it's like so different. You're like forced to hang out. Or forced to avoid them or forced to be in my room because right. they just talk too much shit. They're always okay. talking shit. They have nothing positive to say about life. That sucks. Yeah. That's draining. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind talking shit, you know. Yeah, we, sure. We talk some good shit. But if, is that really all you're going to be doing? You don't have any happiness in your circle? Like, come on, you know. Yeah. That's a bummer, but you know, it's those, and, it, and we've had this conversation before where I've told you, like, I think it's interesting, like any other place you'd be like in a house with like other roommates that are also roommates amongst mm. themselves versus like a whole ass family that you're rooming with. And it's like a generational family because it's the mom and then it's the kids that are my age, Yeah, two of them. Yeah. And then one of the girls has two kids. Oh shit. Yeah, so it's like levels to the family. I see, and they all live there. <laughs> and they all live there. And the other two kids, they be bringing their, their boyfriend and girlfriend over, oh and they gosh. damn near live there too. Oh, my gosh. And so one time, I de- like, I think they don't like me because I speak my mind sure. and I let them know what it is. Sure. So I had to confront them. I was like, you know what? How, how are we splitting these bills? Because I'm not paying for their cut. I'm Ooh. sorry, but I'm not going to pay for their cut. So are we splitting it five ways, six ways? Because they've been here this whole time. That's fair as fuck, though. What the fuck? What you know, did they say? They're like, oh, yeah, we can see about that. And I was like, yeah, you better see about that. Yeah, because what? people are sleeping over, using electricity, taking showers here, using a water. And it's not a one. It's not like a Friday, Saturday thing. It's not a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. It's a fucking Monday to Sunday. So, of course, I'm going to be feeling away, you know? For sure. And it's COVID and it's like my, I don't have a job like that right now. So, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to be paying for your asses. Right. But, you know. And everything's cool. And, you know, everything's part of the story. So the day I make it, y'all going to see part of this in some type of production I come up with. (laughs) What about you? What you got on your mind, Leslie? What's on the open vet for you? Well, you know, I think, like, we've mentioned this before. And I think it's something, you know, we haven't talked about. And I just kind of want to vent about it myself because, you know, like, I've been working hard. I've been trying to, you know, do my workouts feel good and I do I feel I have like I have more energy I feel like you know I'm utilizing the time in my day a little bit better um stuff like that but I think that with all the hard work that I'm putting forth in my workouts and stuff like that it's hard when I feel like I'm not seeing results and I think ultimately it also goes back to like body dysmorphia you know just like not being able to get over certain parts of your body and you keep stressing out about certain parts of your body and you know just like you nitpick yourself and I think that it's interesting because I've had other friends like tell me like oh I don't like this about myself I don't like this part of my body I don't like this I don't like that and I'm like what like I had no idea like like why would you have an issue with it yeah and And it comes down to like the smallest thing sometimes yeah that you're you're picking about yourself Mm. and like you're stressing about yourself and it's just like i think that i it's something that i need to get past and learn how to get past that 
it's hard, man. Because, you know, you're the one that's living in your skin. So, of course, you're the one that's seeing it every day, you know? Yeah. And the, I didn't even know that there was a word for that until I listened to... I was listening to the Bag Ladies podcast. Um, I definitely recommend y'all listen to Bag Ladies. They're hilarious. Um, not the next content for y'all. But, yeah. So, I was listening to them and they were talking about body dysmorphia. And you know what? It's funny because there's so many guys that have this, too. Like, people think that it's just a girl's issue or that mainly girls are looking at their bodies. But it's the, the reality is, is that men have these things, too. They just don't talk about it because they feel extremely awkward about it. Because I have had my own body dysmorphia, too. I used to think that my lips were kind of funny. Like, I didn't really... I don't know. I thought they were... I, I don't know. I just didn't really... I don't know. I just thought something. I felt a way about my lips, <laughs> you know, yeah. and the, but I've gotten a lot of compliments about it, too. So then I've like, I'm just like, you know what? They actually might be nice lips. You know, I don't know why you tripping, bro. So, you know, sometimes some of our own thoughts are what people actually like the most about us. Like sometimes our own negative thoughts are what people actually think is hella dope. Right. Yeah, and I think sometimes we're just a little hard on ourselves. We're very hard on ourselves, so, you know? I'm definitely trying to just get past that, trying to really work on that. But yeah, that's my open vent. And I, you know, I've come to find it find out that a lot more people deal with it than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like we're all in this, you guys. We really all are in this. And that's a good that's a good way to end it because that's really what this season is about. Realizing that we're all in this shit. We all feel the same things and our realities have a lot of intersections and parallels and you know all the things so hell yeah to that i say let's put some people onto some things real quick let me just pour myself some juice let's put the people on real quick Shout out to y'all if you have already heard of all these things that we're going to be talking about. But I wanted to let you guys know of a few things. You know, October is uh, when National Coming Out Day is. And I thought, why not give you guys something to celebrate with? Something to get hype about. Something to make you guys feel a little bit better if you guys are feeling the way that I was feeling for quite some time. So, Papi Juice. Papi Juice is a... is a dope account on Instagram and uh, I guess you could call it an organization. Uh, Poppy Juice is at Poppy Juice BK on Instagram. And it is an art collective celebrating the lives of queer and trans people of color. So uh, to me, what, what it feels like when I'm listening to their, their music, because they have a lot of, they have a lot of mixes on SoundCloud. They have a lot of artwork as well. They po- they host, they hosted events in New York when, uh, COVID was not taking over the world and nice. you know so I feel like it's what we would be listening to listening to if we were listening to Pose like if we were all in the Pose universe have y'all seen Pose I feel like if we were all in that if that world was what we were living in right now I feel like that's what we would be listening to their music is lit uh they have playlists on Spotify they have mixes on SoundCloud they got uh they got all kinds of stuff going on they have articles as well I like the the paper magazine article that I can link to you guys. It's it's kind of talking about the music for the for the revolution and what kind of things that um, you know Poppy Juice is doing. Uh, but yeah, check out Poppy Juice. They do dope shit. I bought one of their t-shirts that they had. Uh, what do you think about them? 
I'm looking at their page right now, actually, and I like that they have a whole bunch of different posters and super informational looks like, especially for different events. Obviously, right now, it probably seems like nothing like that is really going on right now, but it seems like, obviously, it's a really active page and it has a lot of cool stuff, so shit. Definitely check it out, you guys. Follow that for the times that, you know, when we come out on the other side and there are more events, like, you know, you can just keep yourself informed. Right. And it seems to me that it's not just Latinx. It's um, the the people who organized it are Latinx, Black American, and I think Middle Eastern. But yeah, it's, it's different people of color creating this for us, by us type of thing. And is this... Um based in new york or yeah it's based okay. in new york uh oscar Enenye is the dj that i actually heard about this from i listened to him on i listened to him somewhere and i started following him and i realized that he has poppy juice as he's the founder of poppy juice and so i was like why not check it out you know mm-hmm. uh going along with that I love urbano i love reggaeton dembo all of that and Queer Dembo by DJ Young Bugarron is is something that I wanted to put you guys on to. He has a playlist. So DJ Young Bugarron is also known as Sterling Diaz. He is a queer Dominican-American, New York City-based DJ. And he has a playlist that he created for La Nueva Link, Mm -hmm. uh, celebrating queerness in Dembo. A lot of times we don't realize that our own culture does have a lot of queer representation, but it just doesn't get seen as much. And I wanted to put you guys onto it so you guys can listen to this playlist, see what um, see what's out there and how Dembo is so intersectional. Um, what is Dembo? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Dembo is Dembo is uh, I would consider it a subgenre of urbano. So it's okay. kind of like the cousin of reggaeton. Okay, okay. It's based out of Dominican Republic. At, well, not based out of, but it started in Dominican Republic. It's super hype music. You go to the club and you can't resist to buy a drink and dance, pretty much, is what it is. Um, yeah, a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. It's like El Alfa, La Romana with Bad Bunny. If you guys have heard that one, that's pretty much Dembo for y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's super lit. A lot of people don't think that Dembo speaks about queer and trans lives, okay. but it does. See, it really does. We were slapping fucking El Alfa the other day at the job. <laughs> Putting everybody on at the pizza, yeah, sh- for at the pizza shop. Um and lastly, some of my faves, some of the weekly content that I consume is Radio Menea. For those of you guys who know what Menea is, you know what Menea is, right? You're moving it, you're moving it. Meneando, right? giving you a little, a little wine, a little twist to it. Um, yeah, so Radio Menea is a podcast, a queer Latinx podcast hosted by two friends sharing wildly different music tastes uh, by Latinx artists that they love. So it's completely like your Latinx jukebox, if you want to call it. Different stuff that you have never heard of before. Some things that you have heard of before. They give you the history. They give you some light on it. They definitely have, they have so much content that it's really hard to not, to not vibe with something, you know? Um, it's it's really an intersection of all the dope shit I love. Perreo, activism, queer conversations, and hilarious banter. So y'all check them out. And if you guys already know about them, then shout out to y'all. Thanks for that, I have to check all these out. Yeah, for sure. You know Putting this me is- on. Of course, highlighting the culture, creating community, that's what we're all about on here. Mm-hmm. How you feeling today about the sala? How you feeling? 
about la sala. I think I'm ready to chill. I'm ready to let it all out and, and talk about what we what we're gonna talk about. So y'all, something that has been hitting extra hard during COVID is just finding a way to adult. Adulting. It's fucking bizarre. Let's start off with you know we don't have kids or pets uh-uh. really, but nope. we have plants. Yeah. I guess so. How is um how is your plant situation? Your plant parenthood, if you want to call it My that. My plant parenthood, it's chilling. It's not that bad, you know. I'm kind of new to this, barely new to this. Um, someone gifted me a weed plant, and well, my uncle gifted me a weed plant, and come on, Theo, it's it's thriving. <laughs> it's doing. She's living her best life. She's turning purple, so she's budding really nicely. Have so, you named her? Yeah, her name is Baby Pots. Baby Pots, that's cute. That's cute. I like that. Um, yeah, so I'm actually not the best plant parent. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have killed quite a couple. Wow. <laughs> well, I've also like haven't had that many, so I'm I'm sh- I'm sure I have potential to kill some as well. No, yeah. I I mean the last storm that we had also killed like two of mine. Oh, because they were outside. Because they were outside. Yeah, they're succulents. Were they and supposed to be outside? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I bought them and they were outside, okay. so I was like, why not put them outside? So, yeah, the storm, like, swept them all up. One of them, like, totally got tore out of its pot. But, you know, my plant parenthood is coming through. I just need those plants that don't need a lot of attention. But adulting, the, the definition of adulting um, is, is really hard to put a finger on because everyone does it differently. Everyone comes from a different culture where you just have a different understanding to what the world is and your world might rotate differently than somebody else's. But... Um, it is technically, by what I saw online... The practice of behaving in a way of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary necessary tasks. Boom. There you go. Plants were definitely a mundane thing that I did not... I was not ready for. What are some things... I was about to say, <laughs> mundane being a key word. Adulting is mundane. Like, As fuck. <laughs> I think that, you know, that meme where it says that, like, your whole time... Oh, it's like, what is the dumbest thing you wish for as a kid and it's like being an adult and it's like as a kid yeah I I feel like I was like I can't wait to be grown I can't wait to have a job I can't wait to fucking drive a car it's like bruh I wish I didn't have a job and I wish someone drove me around right that's how I feel yeah (laughs) I I can't tell you that I don't feel the same way because I'm over it man I'm over it I'm so over it because where do we get out of get off this ride? I know I'm like where's my black hole out this? Yeah. Adulting has becomes really hard sometimes, but it's also very like relieving when you when you're like damn, I did that right. Right. That there is a sense of accomplishment for sure. Like I am really really proud of my credit score. I'm okay. Really I'm really, score. really proud of like being having to been able to pay off like a car. You know, like I'm, I'm proud of like certain things that I've done here and there. You know, right. I, I've moved out and I've come back, but moved out and or had to come back for certain situation or reasons. But also, like, I think that you know, it's not even that I think it's like I know that if I were to be out in the world alone, like I can make it happen. Right, right, right. I, I agree with that, with that statement as well, because there are a lot of things that I've done that I'm really proud of, and there's. There's something that I've kind of come to realize that I'm kind of happy that my 20s have been not necessarily happy, but I'm I'm happy that como, como te digo? I'm kind of glad that my 20s have been a struggle with no kids and a struggle with no family. But 
it like also makes me think about how much more prepared I'm going to be for my 30s, you know, and how my 30s, I genuinely want it to be everything that um, I didn't have in my 20s. And I want it to be that much more. I feel like I'm just going to have such a better grasp of life, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I think that's a really good way to put it in saying that um, your time in the 20s is like, yeah, we're figuring our shit out. At this point, I'm late 20s. We're late 20s. So I think early 20s, like, all right, figuring it out. Been there, done done that with stupid shit. And now I'm in my late 20s where it's like, all right, I got to reel it back in a little bit. And I got to honestly think about whether or what I'm doing. Um, is there a plan? Do I have a plan? And I mean, maybe this is just me, right? Like this isn't everybody. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is how you have to do it. No one knows the correct way to do it. Everyone has this idea of what it's supposed to be and everybody does it differently, you know? And I think that in regards to me and myself and the way that I think that I need to be doing it, like, I think that so far so good. I feel like, yes, it's stressful. Yes. It's a struggle bills going to work handling my shit like I've just come to terms or being not come to terms but I've just been better about handling my shit period and I think that that's my way of adulting in my own in my own way handling your shit you mean like handling your day-to-day and like you know everything yeah like health my lifestyle just what we've been talking about all together the relationships I form whether with friendships or romantically you know how I decide to manage my finances you know stuff like that everything for sure for sure yeah, do you, well, as I've been adulting, I feel, or as I've been growing up, you know, I feel like I do notice certain characteristics of my family or of my parents. So as I've been getting older and, you know, when you live on your own or just in general, when you get older, you start noticing that you kind of do turn into your parents, you know, you kind of start turning into what they say. And you're like, fuck, like, you know. So Leslie, do you feel like as you're getting older, you're becoming your parents or like you can see the characteristics that your parents have? Definitely things that I'm following through that obviously they've definitely heavily influenced me with. And I think that that's what I meant when I said, you know, um, where we we all approach adulting differently because of our different influences and our di- different ways of growing up for sure. And I think that there's no way that we can't be we can't be raised around our parents or by our parents and not channel one way of of how they are you know like we we i think that it's just it's just like it just happens that we do channel how they are how they approach things and you know adulting in certain ways of course when you adult you recognize like we 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 did back in lifestyle as well right where we've come to find out that maybe everything you learned growing up wasn't necessarily the right way to do things right but that's also part of adulting that you you know you pick and choose the the positive habits versus the bad habits or you know the positive ways of thinking and being versus the negative you know mm. so that that's, that's all, true it's all. it's all a give and take but i definitely see that i am becoming like you know i grew up with my mom so i didn't really grow up with my father much but i do see some of the characteristics like <laughs> She used to always have dichos, like different sayings that she would say to I get say us to do too, stuff, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. One thing that I always say is, Camarón durmiente se lo lleva la corriente, which means, you know, sleepy shrimp gets taken by the current. And right. it makes no sense in English. I mean, it kind of makes sense, yeah. but it just makes a lot more sense and it hits Spanish. different in Spanish. Yeah. Do you have any that your parents would say? Um, there's something that I say typically that if I'm at work and I try to cut corners and it bites me in the ass, I'm like, el huevón trabaja doble. Ah, that's a good one. Because that's, a good one. that's something that my mom has always, always, always said. And it's something that will always, always stick to me 
because it's fucking true. If you're fucking lazy, you're going to have to do the job twice for trying to be fucking lazy. <laughs> for trying to cut corners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I was told growing up a lot was um, this one. People don't always get it, but la vaca no se saca al monte. I've never heard that one. <laughs> it's so country, I feel like. But it means um, it basically means the cow isn't going to take itself to the grass because you know how cows are in a in a shed or whatever you got to let them out to go to the grass so it's basically, basically saying the cow's not going to do it itself so you got to do some shit for things to happen <laughs> what do you think it would be like though to like if we hung out with our parents at our age like do you think we would be friends do you think it would be like that type of situation where we can get together and be like you think they would be the adults that we would want to hang out with i I don't know, dude. My mom's a square. I would be like, I can't, I can't kick it with you. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, my mom's always, my mom's always been like, she's always been kind of a, a goodie, not a goodie two shoes, but kind of. Like she's never done any kind of drugs in her life. Like she, she can drink one light Corona and fucking damn near be hungover already. It's Nuh-uh. just, yeah, it's just, she's just not not the type of person. She's a wet blanket. When it comes to certain things, she could party, but she's like the sober partier, you know, which yeah. is fine. I'm not saying I have to be drunk and, and, and high all the time. I'm just, yeah, she's definitely the DD. She's the mom of the group. And I'm just, yeah, maybe not my mom, but my dad, my dad, yeah. Come on, Libra. <laughs> He's a Libra, just like you. You know how we are. I think that I could hang out with my mom, though, because our age, because she was pretty adventurous. She was okay. out, like, out there doing what she wanted to do. Okay businesswoman type of thing she was very religious though so that's one thing that i'd be like mm, even sorry. though she was younger yeah oh, like, okay, okay. sorry homegirl we might not be able to kick it on sundays Is it but because her family grew up like that i'm not sure i'm not sure i might have to ask my mom about that yeah that's interesting because if your mom just took it upon herself to be hella like i think in her 20s when she started having kids she was and she mm-hmm. had kids young she had kids like when she was 19 interesting and that's another thing that I wanted to get into is how we like sometimes see our parents as quote unquote perfect and how we aspire that our adulthood is going to be like that. Because when I think about my family or my parents at my age, they already had kids more than two kids. How old were it, was your parents when they had kids, their first kid? Uh, my mom must have been 19 or 20. Okay. My mom was like 22 or okay. 21, 22. So your mom's still kind of like a young mom to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mom's 50. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's it's just crazy how we measure their accomplishments and their stuff. Because, you know, as as I'm getting older, I'm noticing that it still is easy for me to take risks. But it's also something that I, also, that I think about a little bit more. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest risk that our parents could have ever taken was crossing the border, you know? For sure. And I'm thinking in my adulthood, would I be ready to move somewhere is my adulting on point enough i don't know to another country right like not this isn't even canada that we're that we're talking about because canada i'm sure could be super doable yeah but this is a country that's like racist as fuck you know i don't know if i could and nothing's guaranteed because it's it's like painted back then i'm sure it's like it's painted and it's always painted to people to immigrants it's like oh the best place to come and like you know provide for your family and then they get here and like literally nothing's promised like nothing's promised 
they have so they have so many odds against them in the sense that this society isn't accepting of of people just trying to make an honest living, you know. And regardless of where you're coming from, you know. Facts. And I think that that yeah, like that's that's gnarly. Like that's big ass steps. And then like to to take into account like the different variations of like how our parents got here because to be honest like both of my parents didn't really cross and have trouble crossing oh yeah so if anything like that already is a privilege in its own and it was a lot easier back then in the 80s i believe when they finally or no actually my dad got here a little bit when he was a lot younger i think 70s but still you know like um it was different times for sure and they say that it was a lot easier than it is obviously now yeah, my mom definitely tells me the stories. She says, um, she says it probably was easier, and she had, she had five girls when she crossed the border. Wow, with her? Yeah, they all crossed together. Oh, my wow. mom was not one of those that was like, "I'm gonna leave you guys here so I can go." I mean, no shame to anybody who is, because you know, you get it how you can. You know, this world is not made for everybody. But my mom was not gonna, gonna leave, leave the anywhere. girls at all. There was a part where they did have to split up after the crossing. That's and my crazy. mom had to stay in Arizona for like six months with it, it was a whole it's a whole story, but scary, it could be a movie. Yeah. And but she had a cross with five girls, man. The That's border. Wild. In 89, 89 or 88. Right before that big ass earthquake. 30 years ago. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years ago, dude. Most of her life has been here. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy part. But um, what are some of your favorite things about adulting? Do you have anything? I mean, you know, there has to be some type of positives to this. Well, real quick. So <laughs> before we move forward, though. Okay, cool. Let's get back to that in a little bit. I just want to like go back to what you said about how sometimes we um, give value to our accomplishments based on our parents' accomplishments and thinking that like, oh, being like, 22 and having a kid and and like you know my parents at 24 had this house um damn at 24 eventually they lost it so they you know bad moves around the way but yes like they uh they had they had become homeowners and i was like what the fuck like i can't even see myself at 24 right now even being remotely close to buying a house like don't get me wrong like it's definitely in in my plans mm. and 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 these cartas or whatever but it's just like i, I know like i know that at the same time like i need to work i need to work a little bit more before i get there so i'm right. just like fuck like sometimes yeah sometimes you are like damn i am fucking this old and i don't have that and i don't have kids and i don't even have a man and and you know there's that and then there's also the idea of like of seeing people that you've known on social media, like yeah. they're all having kids, they're all like moving out or they're like, you know, buying property or maybe they're just renting an apartment. But, you know, it's just like, again, everyone adults differently. We do get taken aback sometimes. And I think that I've had conversations with my girlfriends specifically about how they're like, damn, dude, like we're not having kids yet. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm nowhere near having kids yet. Like I <laughs> yeah, I know I'm nowhere near having kids yet. I know I can't, I'm not ready. I'm like, I'm barely being able to take care of a plant. 
I'm barely in the in the in the middle of trying to adopt a dog and seeing if I can even do well with that. Let alone trying to have a fucking kid. You know what I mean? I know, so I'd be skipping my meals. How am I gonna feed a kid? And then so like mind you, I'm like I'm in my late twenties, but I'm 27. Or yeah, I'm 27, and it's like I have I've had friends this year, girlfriends that have started hitting 30. You know, and it's like some of them have genuinely broken down with me and been like, what am I doing with myself? Mm. When you're hitting those late ages or feeling like they're old ages, Mm. quote unquote, right? Because who's to say? Society? So AJ, nothing but a number. Exactly. So it's just like people sometimes really get caught up on like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I don't have this yet. I don't have that yet. And I'm getting older. What am I doing with myself? It's like, am I even doing anything? And it's like, I think that we kind of need to take that back and remember that everyone ages differently and everyone adults differently and does things differently. And I guess that's my point altogether, right? Like, don't freak yourself out. Have you felt freaked out about anything? Like feeling like shit, I'm old. I felt like that about college, to be honest. Oh my God, you're reading my mind. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah, dude. I Oh man, I've had such a journey for college, bro. Like I... I feel like this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. And this is kind of what happened when like I ended up graduating later than I thought, like way later than I thought. I ended up <clears throat> bouncing around because my foundations weren't really set. Okay. Because my whole adulting has been mainly me trying to find a foundation to myself mm-hmm. and like find roots, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like me going into college and feeling so unaware of myself and not knowing things, like I feel like, that has been something that I have had to compare myself to other people to. Not necessarily had to, but it just happens, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I feel like I wish I could go back in time sometimes mm-hmm. and fix things. Or not fix things, but do things differently. Definitely. And, like, I wish I could go back to my old self and be like, you know what? You do know what you're doing. And you do know where you're at. You need to stop relying on motherfucking other people family that doesn't know your life you know like family does know your life but they don't know your heart they don't know your what you actually have interests in so i think just a better inner knowing is what i wish i could have told myself and had back then and that's kind of how i feel yeah yeah no for sure um i think that's a really really good point because I think I wish I would have done the same sometimes, you know, but, you know, we all have our journey and we all have ways of how we were supposed to get here. So I will tell you that initially, I think that I almost didn't go to state because I felt like I was getting too old to go to state. <laughs> yeah, low key. Yeah, like, I, like I, I was like, I've been in community college all these fucking years because, you know, they do tell you it takes it's supposed to take only two years to transfer it did not take me two years. It never takes two years. Like, you know, right. That's another thing. It's like another standard that people set, right? But anyways, so I was like two years. It didn't take me two years. It took me a good six years to fucking get out of community college to then fucking transfer. So by the time I'm transferring, I'm 25 and I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like 25, two more years. I'm going to graduate when I'm 27. I was really like, I feel you, dude. I felt some type of way about it, but then ultimately I did it. And I, and, and I think that if I didn't go, that would have been one of my biggest regrets. You know, I got my, not my cards read, but my energy read. Uh Like I had a psychic reading by somebody that, um, I really trust. And I really believe in her power because she's fucking legit. And she told me that she told me that 
if I never went back to college, like when I was going back, because I was like very, I was just like you. I was like, oh man, this is such an investment of time. Yeah. Like I could really be furthering my career in whatever I was doing and make more money, you know? For sure. You know, we always think about money. And so she said, <laughs> and she said, she said, you know what, do what you may, but if you don't go to college now, you're never going to go back and you're never going to want to finish. This is your only chance. And I said, you know what, you're right. Because thinking about it now, if I had to go back today and I never went back earlier, nah, dude, my adulting journey would have been so different. So different. So fucking different. And I can't imagine graduating college. I mean, later than what we are, how old we are, you know? (laughs) But do you think that there's some positives that come out with adulting? There are a lot of positives that come out with adulting. Like, what the fuck? It's 420 and I was we, just killed, we just killed a bottle of El Jimado. Like, yeah, definitely positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was about to say, I was like, uh, weed smoking is a big positive. You can't right. tell me nothing. I can go to the club. I can go wherever I want, when I want to go. Like <laughs> Tattoos. You can get tattoos. Tattoos, yeah. So, you know, like, there are definitely positives and a lot of fun perks of being an adult but you know when you have a hard a really really rough day and there's no one there to catch you the next day because unfortunately you're an adult like that's you when it kind of sucks yourself. <laughs> yeah that's that's when you have to catch yourself and then you're like all right like i learned from that <laughs> exactly yeah no for sure the positives sometimes outweigh the negatives i feel like the positives outweigh the negatives on weekends because <laughs> we have blast on weekends you know <laughs> paying rent is definitely a negative though (laughs) yeah paying rent is a negative paying bills when i lived by myself dude it was definitely like fuck right and you're right it's painful (laughs) yup 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 well you know we're getting into our careers right Mm -hmm. we're getting into jobs and one thing that we like to think about is money (laughs) Money is so crucial as an adult. Do you think money brings happiness? I don't think necessarily money brings happiness. I think there's a lot of things you can do with money in the way that like our world is built. Right. There's definitely a lot of things you can do with money. Happiness, I don't necessarily think that you need you you need to have a lot of money to find happiness. I don't. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel like money money gives me access to things that make me happy if that makes any sense. So I feel that money can make me happy just because it allows me to do, it'll allow me to travel. That's what I'm saying. That's what I I mean when you can do a lot of things with money. But more money, more problems, you know, as Biggie Small says. So I definitely feel that too, because, you know, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents is hard. It's hard. But I have noticed that when my money is right, I feel a lot more relieved Mm -hmm. and it feel a lot more at ease Mm -hmm. because I have a better handle of my life. But I do agree with that, that, you know, you don't need a lot to be happy. It's sometimes those situations where you don't have a lot of money is a lot more stress free. You know, Uh, I grew up I grew up like that. I grew up not having a lot of money all the time and we had some great memories. But that's not to say that that's how I want my life to be. For sure. And we should always be aspiring for whatever brings us the most happiness. So, let's open our gaveta. Let's see what's in here. 
we uh we're in a we're in a time right now where it's gonna be in the history books. Yeah. It's gonna be in the history books. It's gonna be movies about it. And honestly, let's just talk about how we feel about the revolution that's going on right now. Yeah, let's let's get into it. So some of the questions that we have up right now, you guys, is how do we feel about the revolution? What part can we take in the revolution? Everyone has their place in it. Right. So do you want to start, G? Yeah, how do you feel sure. about the revolution? I feel like the revolution that is going on right now is really refreshing to see how all the young people, by young people, I mean people that are even younger than us, like high school kids right. that are just really coming together, like on social media, in their communities, they're really fighting back. You know, yeah. they're not here to fuck around. Right. And so that's what I like to see. I like to know that, yeah, I could be part of it as much as I want to, but I know that there's hella young people that are hella hyped up that are <laughs> all in, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. I think that it's, 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 there's, it's been a trip to definitely see young people of all ranges really really step it up you know like people are mad like people are angry and i think that we we should be like no question about it should we be angry should we be mad about it honestly it bothers me when people aren't mad about it or aren't that mad about it you know but it's something that within myself i have to reflect and be like all right like i can't literally twist everybody's arm at the same, i'd be wanting to right I'm like give me your arm give me both your arms <laughs> break them no but <laughs> No, but like, I honestly, I feel the same about the revolution. You know, like I definitely, I it's here. There's, there's definitely some sort of um, intensity and you urgency, know, urgency, yeah. desperation. You name it, it's all fucking there. Because you know, truth be told, like voting is coming up. And that is one way or another form of revolution, you guys. It's and a big form of revolution. Exactly. Like, exercise your right to vote. Like, I really, it, it really is upsetting, or not upsetting, but it's just kind of... Uh, disappointing. Disappointing to hear when people are like, oh, I don't vote. I've never voted before. Uh, I don't really see a point in it. You know, and it's just like, I get it. There's definitely been a lot of disappointment time and time again within the government, but it's yep. just like a matter of playing. I want to say in a way, playing the game really like, yes, I'm going, I'm going to go vote. And yes, it sucks because look at the options that we have. Mm -hmm. Look at the fucking options that we have. Like I'm not even happy about the options that we have, but you still, I'm still going to go vote sure. and try to make an effort to flip the switch because I've had enough in these last four years. The switch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I've, I've been reading uh, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Okay, love Trevor Noah. Right, right. He's such a good storyteller. And he's talking about um, the tribes in South Africa, how there's one tribe, I forgot the name of it, so I'm not even going to try to remember it because I don't want to say the wrong one. But there's a tribe that believes in just like going and attacking against like the white man that's invading. Then there's another tribe that believes in playing chess with the white man. And that's like a way of like, beating them and like you know being finding their ways of working yeah. and beating them and i think that that's a good way of looking at this situation in voting sure just how you said it you kind of got to play the game you got to be involved with it because we can we can all be like the tribe that goes up and like you know mm -hmm. posts up and goes to a protest mm -hmm. pulls up with our signs and our friends and everything and gets mm -hmm. loud with it 
but there's also ways of playing chess with it and being smart strategic about, about yeah. how you move in the revolution. I've talked about in other episodes how I feel like my revolution personally is through media. My revolution is kind of cutting out the white voices that I don't really need to hear all the time. Sure, I can listen to whatever is going on in that show, but I feel like I, I love to center black and brown media with everything that I do so that when it comes down to me putting up um, putting up my own content and when it comes to me producing, because I don't think that my journey in media is just podcasting. Right. I feel like I'm going to be on to bigger, better things. Not that this isn't great, but bigger things that might have my name out there. A bigger now. purpose for your work, for sure. Thank you. Yes, that. <laughs> and I feel like... Why not start now preparing myself for that so that I can continue the stories that are already being told? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you on that, D, because, you know, like, I think that that is a that is part of the reason as to why I even minored, minored in Latinx studies was because I was done with, like, the U.S. history. I didn't care for the U.S. history anymore. And I kind of didn't. I, once I took a class I had to do with, like, Latinx studies, like, it, it, it helped me change my perspective and see that there's a whole ass community. And I know that it sounds kind of weird that it's like, I didn't know that, but it's like, there's a whole ass community that needs a voice. And I think that mm. a big part for me is that through media work for me as a Latinx woman, like I will definitely be the voice to those that, that don't. And it's like, yeah, I know I have to definitely educate myself and, and really know how to run with this. Mm. But yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely all about playing the game um because at the end of the day change doesn't is not going to happen overnight right that's another thing it's like we're here for the long haul a lot of people get very discouraged because they're like well if i vote it's not going to make a difference it's it's like yes it's not going to make a difference right now maybe it's not going to make a difference like you know one day to the next and like you know you know prison systems are going to get shut down corporations are going to get fucking regulated um the one percent is going to get taxed mm -hmm. for how they're supposed to and kids aren't going to be let out of cages absolutely not like i understand that from one day to the next it's not going to change all these things i know that and it's like i think that other people really need to take into consideration that idea because we get lost in feeling like oh nothing happened but it's like slowly but surely it will. It's just because like, we live in such a world that everything needs to happen right now. I know. And that, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, that's for sure something that we've become accustomed to. And and it's just like, dude, change, change just takes time. Instant gratification. Yeah, no, for sure. And if y'all or if other people think that it's just one time to vote, you know, then they're completely wrong. That also because there's more. There's more opportunities, you sure, know, absolutely. and there's, you know, you can be voting for local officials. And that's also, that's also where it starts. Like that's, that's another thing that I personally get really frustrated about when, when it comes to this revolution and people feeling like, oh, um, even if I do the smallest gesture, it won't make a difference, difference. And it's like, it will. And it's like, we have to start small in order to even get to the bigger, higher up situation right but yeah voting local is such a great thing and it's like something that i even need to look into but there's so many options there's a variety of different things that you can do and assist and educate yourself and i just you know power to the fucking people like that's all i really have to say and yeah especially looking at today how everything is really online uh it's a lot easier in some cases to be involved like we got situations that are involving cops in schools. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways that we can be involved with getting rid of cops in schools. I've been 
I can't tell you guys how many Zoom calls I've been on. Actually, I probably can't tell y'all. Probably like five. But <laughs> I've been on quite a few of Zoom calls with the uh, with the supervisors, um, board of supervisors, where I'm trying to see what's going on. I'm trying to see what's going on in my community. And these are all things that we can all be taking part in the revolution. Because the more people that show up in these Zoom calls, the more people that that just fill them up and take up the the time of all these white people and let them know that we out here. That's what it's about, you know? I think that the more pressure we pe- we put on the people in power, that is where the revolution changes. I mean, come on, we got all kinds of Black Lives Matter local um, movements that are going on that are trying to press charges on, you know, Breonna Taylor, you know, right. Ahmaud Aubrey, all, all of the, you know, absolutely it's it's so much and i understand that it can feel like it's like you want to do it all you know but just know that whatever you choose to do whatever you choose to focus on like even in other causes there's people focusing focusing on those you know it's like there's people everywhere actively doing this work so it's like also don't get turned off by the idea that you feel like you want to help all these help all these causes (laughs) that help That you want to help all these causes and you can't, you know, it's like, you know, start somewhere. And, and like the bit of a gesture that you can like offer is honestly like a lot. It's like a car, you know, you might be driving it, but you know, someone got to be the wheels. Someone's got to be the gas tank. <laughs> Someone's yeah. got to be the passenger seat. <laughs> Every, everybody has a part in the revolution, you know? So find your part, man. Find your part. Find your little space in there. Maybe you might be the gas cap. Do what you can do. And you know what? Just since we're on the topic before we wrap up, uh-huh. um, I think that soon, soon me and my one of my coworkers are going to get together and um, basically ask for a registration table and post up somewhere in Richmond and Ooh. like have a lot of like Latinx come through and like try to really advertise it and have people come through and sign up to um, register to vote if they haven't. Come on, Leslie, doing it for the community. Yeah. I see you so we'll creating community. We'll yeah. I'll keep you posted to you so you can come through and really like, it's about playing music, standing outside and being like, come register to vote basically. Okay. Yeah. Let's, you know, you got to make the revolution appetizing and appealing. For sure. You know what I mean? It can't be nothing boring. So I feel you on that. You got to put some, you know, you, you're adding your own flavor to it. And yeah. I love that. I love that. Because nobody wants to go to a boring revolution. I'm not trying to go to Sunday school revolution. I'm not trying to go to church. My revolution yeah, is not church. That's for sure. Well, you guys, how how are we feeling? I think that I think that's good. Yeah. That concludes the end of our show, you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, being in here with with us today, and really really talking about progressing in our own fucking lives and like learning how to adult and like you know drink stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that. So, you know, these episodes are always in-depth and a little taste of something. So hit us up if y'all got anything on your mind, if we got y'all thinking about something. Also, hit us with a follow. You can follow me at, at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E-T as in Tom, De Leon, D-E-L-E-O-N. Yep, and I'm Danny415, D-A-N-N, three N's, D-A-N-N-N-Y415. I'll put all that information in the episode notes. But thanks, guys. Yeah. I loved having you guys in our hot ass salad today. For real. <laughs> Enjoy hot. the rest of your day. Bye.